Income Tax Podcast with Mike Grinning. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone. And you can check out my work on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. I'd also love to have you be part of our free online Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. If you would like to show up more consistently for your creativity and craft and be in a community of people all rowing in the same direction, then I want to extend this invitation to you right now. Go to dailycreativehabit.com, request to join the group, and I look forward to seeing you there. So I've been talking about three things that are really vital to establishing a daily creative habit. These are things that came out of my own journey of being away from my art for 10 years, suffering from depression and coming back to my art and having been doing my art now daily for the past 10 plus years, showing up every single day, engaging in a process that I call the daily creative habit. And so I shared previously, the first one was start small to not underestimate a small deposit, small time blocks, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, to not feel like you have to sit down in one time block and produce the masterpiece, but simply identifying that establishing momentum and establishing a habit will lead to better work, higher quality work, to lead you to actually realizing a lot of the creative dreams and goals that you have. And the second thing I said was to schedule it. That is simply to put it on your calendar to say to yourself, this is important. I need to show up for this. I need to show up for this for myself. And that's a learned skill to say, I'm going to prioritize this part of my life for myself because it's important. And my life isn't only simply going to be about leveraging my creative abilities and my time and myself for everybody else around me but it's also for me to harness that place within so that I can show up as the best version of myself. And for me to be able to do that, I need to schedule it. And scheduling it doesn't mean not being creative and it doesn't mean trying to force the muse, if you will, into a certain time block, but it simply means to show up so that if and when the muse does come, it finds you working. And it's really more about you being prepared and having all the where, the when, the what taken care of so that you can simply show up for that time block and enter into the creative process. So start small to schedule it. And today I wanna to talk to you about celebrating your wins. This honestly is something that's even harder for me than the first two because I'm wired that I always wanna to look to the next thing. I'm always thinking about that next project. I'm always thinking about the new thing to create. I know I'm not alone in this because I've spoken to other fellow creative people and there's this sense of wanting the thrill of something new, of solving a new problem, of, 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 of creating something that wasn't there before, of building on something that you did yesterday because nobody wants to repeat the same things over and over again. We don't want to be in maintenance mode. We're creators. We want to create something new and fresh. We want those new ideas that we have to actually become realities. And so with that comes this thought of future oriented. It comes with thinking about the next and the new. 
And the problem is when you live in that place of always thinking about the next and the new, you can lead yourself to burnout very quickly because you're not taking time to A, rest, and B, celebrate. To acknowledge where you've been and where you are now, to see the progress that you've actually made, and to celebrate it. To celebrate actually means to value, to put a flag in the ground and say, I'm stopping in this moment and I'm going to acknowledge my growth. I'm going to acknowledge the work that I've just done. The thing that I've learned is that when you're in this rhythm of a daily creative habit and every day you're creating something, now that's something for me, some, it looked like a, a quick pen drawing some days. It looked like a digital piece of artwork a lot of other days. It looked like sometimes a watercolor piece or it looked like whatever small thing that, that I could manage that day. But I realized that because of this rhythm of every day showing up and doing something new, it was great for me to find my voice, to find my style, to get momentum, to start doing some work that I felt proud of and work that I could actually sell and work that actually led me to other opportunities and that I could do other things with. But it also was easy for me to lose track of what I had done. Because think about it. If you show up for an entire year, 365 days, 365 pieces of work, and again, we're talking work, you know, loosely sometimes, but still, 365 day worth of deposits of your creativity. It's easy for the day-to-day -day things to get lost in the shuffle. And so celebrating it sometimes is a lot harder than it sounds. It's not simply just saying, hey, I made it to the year mark, way to go. Now it's on to the next thing. For me, I realized that I had to tie celebration to actually tracking and Tracking was new for me because I love fluid things. I love organic things, mess, messy things. I love improv. Um, not so much with the hyper-structured and scheduled and systems where you start to feel like you're serving the system instead of the system serving you, if you know what I mean. And so I needed to learn the value of tracking. And what I mean by tracking is simply it's acknowledging so that you can measure. And what gets measured gets repeated. If you realize that you're making progress in something, you're going to want to make more progress. You're going to want to show up more because you're seeing the results. Whereas if you did a bunch of things on a bunch of days, but you're not really sure what that looked like or where that led or where the value was in that, if there was any value in that, and it's too loose, it's hard for you to convince yourself to show up again and again and again because you don't know that it's doing anything. You don't know how to measure it. And so for me, I needed to learn how to track things. It's interesting because I really started to understand this when I started to, um, when I signed up for Weight Watchers uh, a couple of years back, I had lost a good 50 pounds and it was through using this system of Weight Watchers. And Weight Watchers allowed you on their app to enter in what it was that you ate and what times you ate 
and it calculated some things for you so you didn't have to do a whole lot of math and things while you're trying to eat because I'm like, that ain't going to happen. Um, I just want to eat my thing and not do math. If I could never do math, that'd be great. But, you know, that's besides the point. So it tracks it for you to say, here's what you've eaten in a day. Here's how many calories. Here's how many things you have left or here's your overage or whatever. And there were times every week where you would weigh yourself and enter that in. And so it was a system that helped track what you're eating, you're exercising, and all the information, all the data, if you will. I'm somebody who's not really in love with data, honestly. I sometimes, most often, glaze over when it comes to a lot of those things because I wanna create, I want, I want, I want to do something that makes you feel, um, I wanna move you. I don't wanna get bogged down in, in a bunch of statistics and information that doesn't seem like it's readily applicable in any way. And yet, this data was important for me in Weight Watchers because it was showing me, hey, what you're doing is actually working. It's leading someplace. You're starting to lose the weight. You're starting to get healthier. You're starting to make better decisions. You're starting to think about what goes in your body instead of mindlessly grazing and just eating whatever it is that you feel like, whenever it is you feel like eating it. Now, for a lot of us, we understand that when it comes to diet and exercise, and we understand that when it comes to, to finances. I've talked about that before, but when it comes to creativity, it seems like it's a little ethereal for us. It seems like it's hard to measure. How do we measure creativity? I mean, we know when we feel like something is, is quote, done as far as our crea creative work. Um, and some people say it's not really ever done, but just abandoned, right? <laughs> but still, when your goal was to write a book, if you've written the book and it's published, you have something that you can measure because you knew that you put in the time, you, knew you put the, the work in, and it led someplace. And you have the, the product, if you will, that came out of the process. Visual art, you have a painting, you have some piece of artwork that was once a blank piece of paper or canvas and now is the final piece of art. Um, there are things along the way that help us measure that. But in terms of the actual creative process, sometimes that's harder because it's easier to dismiss those things that feel like failures. It's easier to dismiss those moments that don't seem to fit into the larger picture when we don't track it and realize that it's a part of a much larger conversation we should be having with ourselves. So what does track it look like? Well, for me, tracking it looked like actually making collages. Uh, these are digital collages of the, the pieces of work that I had done in a given year. And so for the first year, when I came to the end of my 365 days, the year mark, I knew that I needed to celebrate this because this was a big deal. I had gone from 10 years of nothing, depression, trying to stumble my way back into my creative process and figuring things out and showing up consistently, which was not a thing for me at all. And so I needed to stop in that moment and say, I did it. I'm celebrating. And for me to acknowledge where I had been and where I was on the, on the, the last day of the year, I needed to see everything that I had done in one place. And so for me, that looked like taking the individual pieces, loading them up into this program, 
and making this tiled collage where I could see every single piece. I mean, they were small, but I could see every single piece that I had done for the entire year. And then I would post that one image someplace where I could reference it. And a lot of times this became part of my social media as well, because I was sharing my journey, I was sharing my artwork daily. And so it became a way for me to track it and to celebrate it. And the funny thing is, is that other people would see it and they'd be like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it. Look at all that. And some people would be like, oh, I remember when you posted that one image. Oh, I remember that piece of art or artwork that you shared. And it, it's, it was inviting them on the journey as well. And it was also encouraging them to say, hey, if I could do this, so can you. And the cool thing now is that I still do that. The end of every year, I make a collage image of that entire year, but I also add that year to all the previous years. So this past April, when I had reached 10 years at the time of this recording, I put together an image that was all 10 years worth of artwork. And these things are really microscopic. I mean, it just is crazy to see. It almost looks like one of those, those images where if you've ever seen a collage of images that makes up like a bigger picture of something, um, this doesn't make up a bigger picture of something, but it, it definitely, it's not about the individual thing, it's about the whole thing. And that's what, for me, the celebration is. It's about, I've made it 10 years. I had 10 years where I did nothing, and now I have 10 years where I showed up every single day. 10 years worth of opportunities that came because I decided to give myself permission. 10 years because I simply wanted to get back to that place where it brought me joy to create. And over 10 years found my voice, found my style, found opportunities to work with other people, um, imagined new projects, did things that I didn't even know that I wanted to do simply because I was in the flow, in the creative process. And I was trying things. I was allowing myself freedom to express, freedom to try things. And it gave me confidence in showing up so that I didn't feel like I would create something and want to hide it. But I forced myself to share it. There were many days where I created something that I felt like this is subpar. This is not great at all. This is bad work but I'm still sharing it because A, it's real and B, it's part of the process. And as a whole, that piece of bad work is just as valuable as the quote, good art. Because without the bad art, I would never have gotten to the good art. And so I need to celebrate that. And celebrating allows you to pause. Not stop, but pause and acknowledge. This is where I was, this is where I am. And this is what's fueling me to where I want to go. For some of us, we have a hard time celebrating anything that has to do with us. We can celebrate the people around us. We can celebrate other things. But when it comes time for us, we undervalue. Because we don't value ourselves. We don't value our creative efforts. We don't cr value our creative products, if you will. We don't, we don't value anything that's attached to that part of ourselves, our lives. And so we need to shift that. We need to start to learn to value that. Because when we start to learn to value that, as sometimes as awkward as that feels, as much as we have to fight some old patterns and mindsets and, and limiting beliefs and a lot of stuff, honestly, that 
<laughs> Sometimes we need to work out in therapy. The more that we can work on that stuff, the more that we can come to this place where we can actually start to value and celebrate our contributions. And even if our contra contributions aren't something that are published that make it, quote, really successful and, and we don't necessarily monetize it, maybe what makes it, makes it successful is that it allows you to show up who you truly are. That it allows you to show up because you have a place to play, to experiment, to have joy. And when you have that place, it makes you feel more whole as a person. It makes you feel like you're on mission. It makes you feel like you have a purpose. It makes you feel like there's something significant about what you're doing. Even if that has nothing to do with how you make a living, but it's how you make your life. That's the stuff that you need to celebrate. That's the stuff that truly makes a difference because it's adding to who you are as a person and how you show up for yourself and for the people around you. And when you have that place where you can show up for yourself and lean into your creativity and you're starting to feel fulfilled there, that absolutely is going to spill out to how you react to the people around you, the people at work, the people in your family, everybody around you. There are many times also where I've had things that I was doing in my personal projects, my passion projects, if you will, that spilled over to what I was doing professionally. And I was stuck on something professionally. I was trying to solve this problem. I was trying to come up with this idea. And it seemed like no matter how much I was pushing at it, it wasn't working. I was not getting any of the solutions that I needed. And I needed to just step away from it for a little bit. And so I did that. And I would go over here to my other passion project stuff and I would just dive in there and there were no pressures. There were no people telling me what I could and couldn't do. There were, this wasn't tied to any, any financial repercussions, which is simply me showing up and playing. And that allowed me the freedom to be able to just mess around. And it was okay if I did something that didn't really amount to anything. But through that process, it unlocked something else that I was able to then take over to my professional life. Because we're not compartmental beings like that. It's not like, well, our creativity is in a box over here. And then the work stuff we do is here and the relation stuff is here. And, and it's not like that at all. It's all intertwined. It's all connected. And when we can figure out how to show up to be our very best selves, and when we lean into our creativity, not just simply for establishing a daily creative habit for the sake of creating a habit, but when we start leveraging that so that it makes us more of a, a whole person, uh, when it helps us show up how we've been created to show up, then it starts to spill over to the other places. Then maybe you'll, you'll feel like you're more creative in how you prepare dinner, how you decorate your home, uh, how you celebrate other people and the gifts that you give them. Um, maybe it's how you solve problems at work. Maybe it's the goals that you have shift and change, things that you, you never once entertained or, or someone would say to you, have you ever thought about writing a book? And you would think, me? What, what would I ever write a book about? No way. But all of a sudden, now you're in this process. Now you're leveraging this creative habit for yourself. And you're realizing, hey, I do have things I want to say. I do have a way that I want to say them. I do have a perspective. I do have an opinion. There are things that I think have happened in my life that can help other people. Maybe I do want to write a book. I never would have thought to be able to write a book previously. But now this seems like it's actually a possibility. 
These are all things that have come out of my own journey as well. Um, there are things that I'm still working towards. Um, and even though I have some self-published books and they're mostly illustrated, um, I do think there's, there's coming a day, and probably sooner rather than later, where I will actually have a book where I talk about more of my journey and my experiences. Because I want to lean into that and help you, help other creative people who maybe are struggling where they've been away from their creativity and they want to come back to it. Or maybe they're stuck in their creativity. Or maybe they're leveraging their creativity for everybody else for a day job that's a creative day job, and they thought that that was going to be awesome. And to a certain extent it was until it wasn't. Because now they just feel like a pair of hands. And they're not creating something that they feel like is making a true difference in themselves or in their own world. And they have bigger dreams. They have bigger goals. And yet they go home and feel like the last thing they have time for is creativity for themselves. Because they've been spending it on everybody else all day long. And so that cycle continues and continues and continues, and they get more and more frustrated, more and more disillusioned, until finally they just call it quits and say, maybe this creative day job thing is just not for me. Uh, it's just easier for me to go someplace where I can just check out and earn a paycheck and not have to worry about that stuff um, because it's too hard, because it's not being valued the way that I want it to be valued. Um, all those things start to be affected when you step into a daily creative habit, when you give yourself permission to show up like this, when you set up this structure, this system for you to show up, when you, when you decide to start small and not make excuses for yourself that you need these huge time blocks, when you start to schedule it and stop saying you're just going to fit it in and, and you just kind of go with the flow because flow leads you someplace else and it's never towards your creativity. Um, and then when you celebrate it, when you take the time to say, there was a point in my life more recently where I wasn't doing this, where I wasn't showing up, where I wasn't prioritizing, where I wasn't producing any work. So even though this might not be the quality that I want it to be, it's certainly more than what it was. And I'm going to celebrate that and keep going. These are huge, huge steps in the process keys. And these are things to be repeated again and again at different points in the journey. The more that you go, the more that you lean in, the more new things that you try to repeat this process again and again. So I want to say to you today, you deserve to be celebrated. Some of you have a hard time receiving that. Those words don't land on you. And even as I say it again, you deserve to be celebrated. There's a wall. There's a resistance. And I want to encourage you, keep putting yourself in a place where you keep hearing, you need to be celebrated. Your creativity needs to be celebrated until you start to believe that. Maybe today you just decide, even though I don't feel it, I need to start leaning into that. I need to start doing some things that support that idea, even though I don't feel that, even though I don't truly believe that. Do it first. Believe it later. Celebrate what you were able to accomplish. And if celebration right now looks like for you, because you're just coming back into this, this idea of a daily creative habit, maybe celebrating for you isn't celebrating work because you don't have any yet. 
because you haven't actually established a daily creative habit, but maybe celebration for you right now looks like you being aware enough to know that you need to do something different because what you have been doing isn't working because you're still not fulfilled because you still feel that void creatively in you. Celebrate the fact that you are acknowledging that and then celebrate the fact that you're actually going to do something about it. The next right step. You are worth celebrating and so is what you create. You can do amazing things through a daily creative habit. It's a system to leverage because there's so much great stuff in you that needs to come out. There's so many ideas that need to be born, but that won't be unless you show up for them, unless you lean into them. Trust me, I know. I spent the first half of my life mostly asking people what they wanted me to do. I would show up and do hard work. I would show up and lean into the process. I would, I would work long and hard, but I wanted somebody else to tell me what to do. I wanted somebody else to give me permission. I wanted somebody else to cast a vision for me. I, and I was too afraid and I didn't believe in myself enough to stop and take agency and ownership over my own creative journey and other parts of my life, honestly, too. And it wasn't until rock bottom and until pain and until a lot of things that stripped some other things away when I started questioning and I started asking what was possible because when you, when you are in a place where you lose a lot and you feel like, what else could I possibly lose? You don't really want to get to that place, but that place will do amazing things for you because it'll force you to confront some lies that you believe. It'll force you to confront some things of what do I really believe about myself and what is it that I really want to do? and to start implementing change. That was the impetus behind me coming back to my art, coming back to my creativity. And I don't have any plans of slowing down. If anything else, I want to lean into this even more so that I can help other fellow creative people, so that I can help people who want to show up in this world, make a significant contribution, not because their worth is tied to that contribution, but because they've learned how to show up as their true creative selves and the work flows out of them and then goes out and does what it needs to do in the world. So I want to celebrate you today. I want to celebrate you because you're listening to this. I want to celebrate you because you're leaning into this. I want to celebrate you because as I'm talking, there's something in you where your heart is beating faster and you feel like I'm speaking specifically to you right now in this moment, that there's nobody else but me and you right now. I want to celebrate you because you're listening to that and celebrate you because when this is over, you're, you're actually gonna take steps to do something about it and not just let it end when I stop talking. This is your springboard moment. This is your catalyst moment to do something, to implement the change, to enter into a daily creative habit of your own so that you can start producing the work, you can find your voice, you can find your style, you can start doing work that actually makes you incredibly happy and satisfied and the people around you start to be affected and changed and moved. And you start to bring things into the world that didn't exist previously, that only you can bring because it's your ideas, because it's your fingerprints, because it's your style, because it's your story that you're bringing to your creativity. I'm celebrating you right now. And I'm applauding you and cheering you on 
you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. Trust me. And if you want to hang out with me and some other people who are on this journey, you can join us in, in Daily Creative Habit Facebook group. Go to dailycreativehabit.com. It's free. Show up in there. Ask some questions. Make some comments. Post some work. Be a part of something bigger. Make the choice today for your own creativity. I can't wait to see what it is that you're going to create when you start to leverage that, when you start to show up for yourself. It's your time right now, this season, today. Your daily creative habit is right here and it's waiting for you. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.